AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast, and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's Season 8, Episode 4 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Obviously, if you listen to this as it comes out, we, we released the podcast yesterday. But obviously, when, when we produced the pod, uh, news broke that... Um, well, actually, when, when we put the pod out, we, 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 we noticed that there was a, a newspaper rumours about a private payment or, or a secret payment to Wembley uh, about using the stadium till January. Uh, and then as we put the pod out, 
you know, all hell break loose. Two statements, well, one statement from the club and another one this morning, the day of recording the podcast, which changed the, the, the landscape significantly. So what we thought we'd do, if we could, was try and bring Martin Cloak and Kat from Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust. And thankfully, they gave us the time. Very busy today, haven't you been, guys? So yes. can I just ask yes. you to sit forward just right around the mic? Thank you. Very I'll much. come closer, Flav. Yeah. It's been, um, yes, a, a day to uh, probably forget, actually, <laughs> be manic. Yeah, I bet. I can, un- yeah. I can appreciate I can only imagine, actually. Yes. Just to quickly say that if, if you, you're listening to this, the last pod isn't redundant. It's all about Newcastle and all the stuff that's been going out at Tottenham. But this is specifically about the stadium and, and how, it, how, how this clusterfuck has come, <laughs> to, come, come, has come to be. And obviously the best people to talk to are the trust. Um, well, if there's a clusterfuck, we're around here. <laughs> Thank you. Just, so, so, just, just so we can get an idea of, of the trust role in all of this. Mm. What have you been? Inv- were you aware of the information before it was released? It's I mean, nothing to do with us, and it's not our fault. Exactly. Yeah, I, I no, 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 it's all our fault. Oh, Martin. sorry, it's all our fault. Sorry. Um, we obviously we'd heard the same rumours that the majority of the fan base had, particularly those on social media, but we'd had no official comment from the club or any approach at all. Uh, but we knew they were holding a board meeting yesterday yeah. so we did drop a little message into one of the board directors and just say anything you want to tell us after your board meeting so you meeting. suspected something might be going on yeah but we weren't contacted but you had no idea no yeah. no I mean some some Spurs fans might say well why not well, why, why exactly didn't you have right. any idea well we only knew what everyone else knew, knew at that point and to be honest rumours had been flying around yeah. for so many months and most of them had been proved to be untrue. Yeah, that, that there's, there's been there's been rumours for about as long as the project's going on. I mean, I've, I've said it before that you know about a month before we went to Wembley last year, apparently we were definitely nailed on going to Milton Keynes. <laughs> uh, so if we kind of jump with every rumour, mm. uh, then you know would be would be wasting our time. Exactly, and let's bear in mind that we've had a rep sitting on the BCLG, which is the Business Community Liaison Group. Yep. Every meeting for the past eighteen months, two yeah, years yeah. now. And they haven't mentioned a thing there neither. They were bang on with the test events at the last meeting, which yeah. is only what ten days, two weeks or so ago. So it's not what negligence do you mean bang, on. Bang on what? Right, they were still aiming for the test events yeah, on right. the twenty seventh of August and the first of September. So it's not negligence on our part. You know, we're yeah. involved in horrible marketing. You know, jargon, all the touch points you would expect us to be involved in. Um, but at the end of the day, if the club don't pick up the phone then we're not we're not going to know before anyone else so obviously the the key takeaways for Spurs fans is that we're we're not going to be playing in the new stadium at least for the first three games Mm. it feels like it's going to go on longer than that home games yeah yeah home games sorry and the payment if it's true the payment made to Wembley goes to the new year which but that, that's, I, I that's, get, that's two separate things isn't it yeah it that, is. that, and that's the two separate stories that broke yesterday that there, there was always a contingency plan to use Wembley if the ground wasn't ready and if you think about it logically you would be stupid to be doing a project like this without a contingency plan so then the FA confirmed yesterday that Spurs have actually activated their contingency plan mm. uh, and that, that, that had always been there the option to play up until the new year um, was always there mm. what then came out was the news that there was apparently new news yesterday and again we can discuss that in a minute which was that there was um, a, a problem with the fire and safety um, 
circuits in the new stadium as well. So a lot of the rumours before have been around things like, you know, is the cladding on the outside of the stadium going to be ready? Is the, the roof ready? ready? Is the roof ready as well? Yeah, it seems like obvious yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I think that that stuff, I, I, again, it's a personal take, but and from partly from the conversations we've had, I think a lot of us were thinking if we went into the game on the 15th uh, against Liverpool at the new stadium, there's probably going to be a few bits of tub holding around and a bit of building site stuff, and it's not going to be completely finished. Mm. Um, Does that matter though? No, I, 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 I think, you I know what? They think, actually yeah. didn't think it mattered neither. I don't okay. think it would have mattered, but also yeah. if, if it's just kind of cosmetic stuff, they, they're not yeah. going to want to pay Wembley to go there when no. they've got their own no, to use as well. No, they, they, I, I think what they found yesterday was that there, there was a, there was a serious issue with with the, the, the fire and safety. Can I just jump in? Got a safety certificate. The, so the the uh, the wiring is mm. something as I, I understand it. Yeah, I heard mm. a couple of months back saying that the the wiring for the stadium was just to put just verbatim fucked. And had to be pulled out and redone. Like, I don't know if that's true, but it seems to marry with. So there are apparently ten thousand circuits in that stadium, mm. and if there's an error on one of them, they've got to go back and check the whole lot. Mm, yeah, cool. Now you know we obviously spoke to the club today, and on that call they did say, look, if the cladding hadn't be, hadn't been on, mm. you know, or something like cosmetics, a few door handles missing or whatever, they would have a hundred percent opened. But you can't fuck about with fan safety oh, it's like absolutely mm. paramount so mm. they really didn't mm. have an option at that point point. Yeah. and they are adamant they are sticking to their guns yeah. that this only came to light in the last 48 hours and, th- and this is where you decide what you want to believe that there and we've seen all the discussions today some people are saying that's a total smoke screen it's easy to come up with the safety argument and then it Don't. brushes all the issues under the carpet um, uh, and they're, they're hiding something in a new before and other people are saying it's quite plausible uh, that they would only have found this out yesterday. There's always got to be a first time you find out about a problem, uh, and uh, uh, they, they've taken it at their word. I think the problem is that it, you know it's back to, to, to clarity of communication, yep. isn't it, and, and straight communication. And I think on too many occasions in the past, the club has left things to the last minute, or they've said things, and then afterwards they said, well, actually, you might have thought we meant that, but actually we meant something slightly different. And people just want to be told straight. And I know there are constraints on that, but I think that that's, that's the problem this time. There are some people that are going, quite understandably, well, they're saying it's a safety issue, but is it really? And now, I think this unless is Unless what... we've got proof that it isn't, we can't go and say, basically, you're telling lies. The impression that I get, and I can but only it, give a personal impression, about... is that that is absolutely what it is, and they wouldn't have post, they wouldn't have gone to where But, Martin, this is what happens when there's a breakdown of trust. Absolutely. And this is just symptomatic of what has been happening, well, over the whole of the summer, really, mm that fans have got to a stage now that they don't believe a word they say. Mm. So it's almost like crying wolf. And mm. now this time, they potentially mm. could be telling the truth and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, it whatever. It almost doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't well, matter anymore. Do You've lost end, your credibility. We, and we've said it to the club. We've said it's the quality of your communication that, that you need to worry about. But in the end, we can go in and argue about whether this was right, whether you should have said it at whatever time. We need to get the best deal possible for the fans. So what we've been focusing on is, OK, so what are you going to do about this then? What is going to happen to those people who paid their money they're very very high prices for the new stadium and all its facilities and they're not going to be able to go there and that that was the subject of a lot of the discussion today yeah um you was on a on a phone call with the yes. with the board what, what what was that about can you give some back the context to Partly that conversation that, and to be fair to the club they said that uh, they were going to be giving a straight refund to people so one of the arguments we thought we might have was that they would be doing the same thing as they did with the fulham game well they said actually it's a credit and uh, what, what can you do with credit uh, well, with well, the credit for the Fulham game, um, if you wanted to buy a ticket for the match at Wembley, mm-hmm. you would use the credit that was sitting in your e-ticketing account. So at checkout stage, it would debit 
the money that you'd already got in there. So it wouldn't cost so you, you wouldn't, anything. wouldn't cost you anything. You'd, you'd have a little bit left over. Right. Unless you decided you wanted to go and sit in Club Wembley when you've been sitting mm. in a cheaper seat, yeah, fair obviously. Enough. But that's how that mechanism worked. But you couldn't actually get your hands on the cash. So so for the, 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 the additional games that we're not going to be playing at, at White Hart Lane, what, what, what's happening now? You're getting your cash back. You're getting the cash paid back into you your account. You However, are. However... This was the main, one of the main points on our conversation. They had said that the money will go into your e-ticketing account and then you can draw that down on a monthly backs run. Now, just to clarify, that doesn't mean they're going to pay you back in monthly instalments. You will get all your money back in one go and you'd get all your money back for Liverpool and Cardiff at the same time, right? But it would be one day a month that they would do that payment run. Yeah. Now, I have an issue with that. Because I don't think that fans should be asked to pay for a Liverpool ticket before they've got their refunds. I agree with you. Absolutely not. I do agree with you, but the logistics of paying everybody back individually is is so they're going to have a look at it. They're going to. They said they take that away. They talk to Ticketmaster and they'd look at it because I really don't think it's on, especially people who are on V12 finance schemes or people who genuinely, genuinely don't have the disposable cash to be spending 50, 60 quid on a Liverpool game when they've already bought that ticket. Yeah. And there's a lag before their refund comes through. Yeah, that's true. It's just not ideal when the fans have done nothing wrong here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So that's my concern at the moment. And then obviously our other concern is the fact that they're refunding one nineteenth of a season ticket. Rather than the actual value of a ticket. Face value, because A, they haven't confirmed their match day pricing for this season yet, which is quite incredible when we're... In the middle of August. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and B, we don't actually know what if they are going to go with last year's Category A pricing for Liverpool. And if they do, there's a chance you could end up paying more. And I don't think you can say, yes, we'll refund you, but it's going to cost you more to buy your ticket. Yeah, I think part of the argument there would be where you might end up paying less for your Cardiff ticket. But that is I think the argument. It, but I think, again, I think what fans are looking for is a little bit of, of empathy and sympathy and a bit of a gesture of goodwill. Uh, I think they recognise that things can go wrong, but I think it's the sort of the take-it-or-leave-it attitude that does come out of the club sometimes. You know, you're lucky that we're here. Uh, I think it's starting to grate with people a little bit at the moment. And we've said to them, you need to be very careful about the way you're coming across now. Because yeah. we all remember, you know, the end of that season, the last season of White Hart Lane, there was quite a strong sense that everybody was on the same page and we were all working for the same thing. Yeah. I think that that's been squandered over absolutely. the summer absolutely. Absolutely. on a number of things. Um, I've, got, I've got a question, and I'm going to ask a, a statement rather than, and I'm going to answer a question that has been sent in, I'll ask a question that's been sent. Um, is there any option for anybody who feels like that they've been missold the tickets and that, they, that, that what they were sold wasn't representative of what they've actually been given? Is there any way that the club would consider a full refund of any season ticket? And we've got a question in from Patrick Austin. He says, given that the THFC small print says that the yes, season ticket and membership fees cannot be refunded after the season has started, do you consider it coincidental that the stadium announcement was made immediately after the uh, Newcastle match uh, when it now appears that the delay was always very likely? I think the last is just a conspiracy theory. Sorry about that. I don't mm. subscribe to that at all. Uh, I know but that you can understand why people. Might. I can understand, but this, this is exactly what we said. What it's we symptomatic of yeah. the, the lack of yeah. trust and you know the loss of credibility. But I, I, yeah. I genuinely, you ask me a question, yeah. genuinely don't believe that that's okay. true. And if we did believe it, we'd have to prove that that was the case, and we can't yeah. do that. So where does that take us? But I will answer the first part of that question. Mm. So uh, before any of this happened last week, um, I've been the week before. I was facilitating a ticketing issue um, for a fan uh, who asked for a full refund on their season ticket. 
And the response that came back from the club at that point was, until we played a home game, you're more than welcome to get a full refund. So it was up to him whether he wanted to activate Before that Fulham. refund. Yeah, because you, you paid for one nineteenth of your season ticket. You paid for 19 home games. So that hasn't started yet. So uh, if somebody is serious about wanting a refund, get in touch with the club tomorrow. Okay, well, there you go. So if, you, if, if you're serious about this and you're not just posturing on Twitter, yeah. as so many people do, you can contact the club based on what you've just said. Yeah, I mean... Uh, also and, and they should be able to give you a full refund if you they want They should. It. I mean, that's what they were saying last week or the week before, mm. and the principle should still stand. Yeah. Mm. There's, there's a possibility that if you paid for your ticket on a credit card, you might be able to get a refund from your credit card provider as well. Now, again, if we were a full-time organisation with uh, lots of staff that work for us and resources, we'd have been in touch with a lawyer today to find out if that was, if that was right. We simply haven't had time to do that because we've been fielding everything else. Yeah, but absolutely. That, that's, that's an issue... I'm not sure how many people would actually want to give up their season ticket. Well, yeah, I was about um, to say that. Yeah. But there may be some people. We know that people are fairly hacked off with Wembley, so there's going to be a proportion. But let's what see how many people we're talking about. When it was the last game of the season and everyone threw their season books on the pitch and it was oh, like, Blackburn under so Spurs. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm going to protest. The greatest Spurs protest ever. Everybody yeah. threw their season ticket book with their name and address on it on the pitch so they could find right, out who threw right their ticket. Right at the end. Yeah, yeah, the no one needed them yeah. again. I think this is it, isn't it? I remember some footage saw I think Wenger at, at Highbury of all places he was so unhappy and he ran on and threw his season ticket book at Wenger on the last day of the season it's you're amazing. missing the point if you're going to sacrifice something yeah. th- there's a key in that word yeah. you have to sacrifice <laughs> yeah. you're not just throwing away yeah. at something that's yeah. completely useless if it's 10 games in yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd stand up and applaud because you're giving away Absolutely, something you yeah. spent loads of money on yeah, there's something yeah, that means yeah. something to you but if you throw it away at the last season you've just yeah. been a dick I'm giving you my empty yeah. season to get booked back and I never <laughs> want to see it again yeah. the issue is obviously it's not just this season that you're withdrawing from a season ticket for mm. it's until they've moved down to your number on the waiting list again and you lose all your points and you start at zero again mm. so it's, it's a lost, big decision I've lost all that stuff and I don't feel any way about it I've got to be honest Good for you. We yeah. said this last time. I know, we did No. I think we need the counselling because we're still bloody going. Just got other, yeah. other stuff going on. Good for uh, you. That though. makes me happy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I am, I'm, 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 you know, I'm planning on doing much more this season because I, I went three games last year at Wembley and I don't, I'm not worried about admitting that because it's fucking Wembley and it's not at home and I didn't feel any attachment to it no. although the three games I did go to were Real Madrid, Arsenal and Dortmund nice but <laughs> I couldn't get it, couldn't <laughs> get it wrong um, just for clarity I went to probably 14, 15 of the home games that were I mean, so. yeah. um, but what I'm planning on doing this year is because I have more time is many away games because I missed that I think there's a there's a, a kind of a philosophical nature to our away support that seems less reactive than the home support. I don't know if there's any truth in that, but it, they seem to get behind the team much more than, than the home support uh, does. Yeah, I mean, we know the away support pretty well, as much as you mm. can make a blanket statement when there's 3,000 fans there. Um, yeah, and, and, and certainly to us, they're very good. It's like we'll have good conversations yeah. with them. They won't come up and tell us that we're arseholes. Do you find they, that the majority of people that call you arseholes are... are they never come to our faces. On Twitter. Uh, yeah, no, I've had one person in the six years that I've been doing this come up to me and be abusive, and that was Southampton away hmm. after a transfer window when we hadn't signed yeah. anyone. So, and they were abusive <laughs> yeah, as you. of course. So, so, it's so, all so my there's, fault. there's people out there that think that you, that, that a supporters' trust, not just Tottenham hmm. Hotspur supporters' trust, any supporters' trust in the land, uh-huh. bar mm-hmm. maybe Swansea, I presume their situation might be different because it's kind of proportion of its fan owned. That's well, an interesting story mm. in itself. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll do that on another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Please. Um, but. Um, 
you know, the, the, to anyone listening to this and just to try and get their head around the role of a trust, they're not. The, no club is forced to listen to a trust. No. Spurs are a difficult club to deal with, I'd imagine, and from 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 what I've seen of the, the messages they put out and the way they run the club, that they're not that interested in fan involvement. So Spurs currently placate a trust and and and, and allow you a position to speak to them. They are within their rights, whether ethically that's sound or not, to say, we don't need to speak to you, we never need to speak to you, uh-huh. you can fuck off. Uh-huh. And the fact that they're not doing that, there's... there's <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you, Flav. <laughs> but, 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 are they doing that? There's a bit of a no-win, isn't there? Because the, the, if, if, we, if we believe that a club should talk to its fans, right, we've got to keep pushing that. Yeah. If, if the club then decides that whatever reason, and it's a little bit grace and favour. If they don't like what we've said, they'll get upset with us sometimes. We've discussed this before and they won't Completely. talk to us, right? Yeah. So you can naughty say, step. that's our fault yeah. because they have decided not to talk but, to us so we should give up and we're completely useless and irrelevant or we're not getting as far as we think we should do or we want to but we keep knocking on the door. Yeah. I prefer to keep knocking on the I've door. Absolutely and if should. people think that makes us look like mugs, that's up to them. But I would say that you get more by trying than by not trying. But exactly. absolutely, you're and 100, 100%, 100% right. Something but you're, 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 you're off on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm just, my, my, my point was that, that anyone who thinks that what you're, that you're a sounding board for, for the club or just a, um, you're, you're essentially a Tottenham echo chamber mm-hmm. or a board mm-hmm. echo chamber, mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the fact is that you do amazing work within the confines of what you're able to do. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, in fairness, you've got to try and be all things to all, yeah, yeah. all men. But what actually needs so, to happen is the Premier League need to come down and say, you need to, you, it has to be mandatory for a... Hmm. a, a, a we, for we've, we've, we've pushed, you know, there was a government yeah. review a few years ago. And I mean, for 20 years, fans have been saying it should be a requirement that a club to get a licence should have a fan on the board. Yeah, they should have some way of consulting properly. Interestingly, what the clubs will say, you know, Daniel Levy's a fan. He's not a fan. He might have a fondness for the club. Mm. He's but, certainly but not a fan. People want, a kind of, I think, a representation of, of the grassroots, if you like, as well. Um, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you know, we're a board of nine and there's a Tottenham board of five and we're all fairly strong-willed individuals yeah. and we're all yeah. representing our own constituencies, mm. you know. So mm. there are going to be times that it's... But it, it, Volatile. It, it does Let's get a bit that when you kind of get blamed for somebody else not doing something. And it's like, well, okay, you know, if they've decided that they're going to ignore us over something, do we just shut up and go away or do we keep making a nuisance of ourselves? Yeah, of course. Um, so we've got a question in, and, and this is about the lack of acknowledgement or apology from um, the Spurs board. They, they seemed to go to lengths at, um, you know, making sure the NFL were placated. And um, there was seemingly no reference to, to Spurs support and how they've been um, affected by by this I, news. I think you notice the difference between the statement that Sorry, they just, put out yesterday. Just 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 before, we've got a quote, uh, a question from Deb Starr, and so she says the quote from Levy apologising to the NFL in her words and not ask the fans speaks volumes of the utter contempt he has for Tottenham Hotspur fan base. Pay up or shut up. It's time for a change of ownership. <laughs> Whoa, I, I mean, Debs! I mean, well, the second because we drink with Debs. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, you know, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, the last part of that question is a, is a podcast on its own. But mm. I just want I want to acknowledge the um, the sentiment that the NFL seemed to be placated, whereas fans, yeah, uh, we we were annoyed about that. We we said as much to the board. I think that there would was it, would a, it have been uh, difficult to craft an email that, that at least acknowledges saying uh, we, we are. Yeah, they they genuinely did not realise that they hadn't apologised 
in that statement. What does that last mean? Night. That means that that means so nothing to me. When as a fan. they read the the criticism of the four mentions of the NFL mm. and the one reference to we know fans will be disappointed, they genuinely thought that the, the line that Levy was attributed with, which was we know fans will be disappointed, whatever, was an apology. Have they got a copywriter or someone who's, who's employed to, to, to do this job? Because that, that person needs to be have a written warning. Because it's not even... It's there not are, even there are some very experienced PR professionals at senior levels in the club, and they've got right. the communications department. And, and how, how much do they earn? I bet way more than... than uh, they probably earn four times the amount I that, think what that it cost revealed, of the season ticket. I think what it revealed is a problem, and we've, we've said this to them as well, and we've mentioned it on here before, that they, they genuinely believe that we are quite lucky to support Spurs, that they are giving us a stadium with the best facilities in Europe, or maybe the world, uh, and, and they're doing us a favour. Now, in some respects, they are doing a lot of stuff for the club, and I think a lot of fans recognise that. But it's about a little bit of balance, and it's about understanding where fans come from. So you're exactly right. The fact that they thought that they'd acknowledge the fans and apologise, especially after all the stuff that had gone on this summer... Uh, with the ticket price in the eighteen eighty two across the yeah. middle but again of the they haven't stand, actually you know. acknowledged as an issue with any of those they, things. No, well, they they really do, but that that's what we keep saying to them. What you need to do is show that you understand mm. where fans are coming from a little bit more. That's all that they want. There'll be some fans who go, it doesn't matter. It's just words. But I think a lot of fans will go, we just want to show. No, it's you not to just show words. that you understand what we're thinking and just be a little bit sympathetic. Okay, all right. So sorry, from, from a fan's perspective, um, I, I know people in the club listen to this. Um, whoever you're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever you're we'll be getting pay- a phone call in the morning don't right. worry well, I mean, whoever you're paying who constructed this and thought that this would somehow placate the fans um, sack that person the, um, the, the board director but whoever it is yeah. I don't give a shit well, it doesn't matter yeah. right yeah. Just if, yeah. whenever, ta- whenever you think you're communicating to the fans give it to Martin yeah. and he'll be able to word it in a way that would make us feel a lot happier <laughs> <laughs> I can see two people who are revolving in their seats on the board at the moment. <laughs> look, 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 even if you don't, give it to me. Right, I can yeah. t- I could tell you how help you communicate with the fans mm. because one mm. line mm. In, in in a statement that mentions the NFL three or four times, mm. yeah, that isn't fucking good enough. Mm. And I appreciate the fact that that, that the NFL are, are worth infinitely more money to you than than, than the season ticket price of seventeen hundred quid, which is you know it, not compa- insignificant comparatively. It's massively significant to the people that are paying that ticket, and the price that the NFL are paying for you to, to, to have their football in the uh, at White Hart Lane um, is nothing to them, probably. So you know, it, it's just use some fucking common sense. You're I intelligent you, people. I don't know if I should say this or not, but I get the distinct impression that that was rushed. It wasn't meant to go out. Like if, that. If, if, if the news came very quickly, then they it, it, they weren't, but, they weren't but, going to put it out. But last other night. things, other things haven't been rushed and. Yeah. This is what we're always saying to I've been too reasonable yeah. <laughs> Interesting no, If they'd have asked me to do that Then we'd, you'd be dealing with people going Why is that Wanker covering the club's arse now So yeah, again, you kind of can't win you know, Yeah so. no that, that is But you know we, look, we want them to do that We actually support the club as well And, and that's the thing that, that, that Kat was just saying It's difficult to please all the people all the time The times when we've been critical of the club And we often get criticised for not being critical enough We will invariably get people saying Oh you've gone too far You shouldn't have said that You shouldn't criticise the club And actually there's loads of different opinions out there as well mm. sometimes we have to do what we think is the right thing on this pushing for what we're pushing for is the right thing to do we've got a question from George Ban, and he says uh, how much would a bit of transparency and common sense from the get go have cost a simple we won't be able to get in there till December in April 
would have been the absolute godsend. No rush, no guesswork, just clarity for those dishing out thousands for a seat that doesn't yet exist. It, it is, is it going back to what you said in, in terms of... Yeah, I genuinely don't believe that the club knew that. They, they still don't know. They don't know when they're going to be in there yet. The issue that they've got is if, if they say we won't be in there till December, all the construction workers take their foot off the gas. Mm. They've got nothing left to motivate mm. them with. So that's one of their big concerns. But they were a bit of a crossroads now, aren't they? Yeah. Because that, that, all of that is true, and we know that it's not always possible to, to be as upfront and as clear as people want. But there, there is now that, that lack of faith that fans have got in them, and people are fairly hacked off. And they've got to decide whether they want to reach out a little bit to their fan base and maybe take a chance and go, you know what, we are going to commit, we're going to say it might take a bit longer, but that's definitely when we're going to be in. Yeah, I, mean, I think there needs to be a little bit of a break in the logjam. Would it, would it have broken them to say... We've literally found out about this in the last 24 hours. This is the truth. We, we didn't know about this. Exactly. But they didn't say that, so we can't believe them. Well, they kind of have. Yeah. Where? They in have, the statements? They have, they have said that. They've said we only found out statement. about it in the last 24 hours. Yeah, it, it only came to that. Sorry, was that in the statement? Yeah. Okay. It yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't yeah. a conversation that you had, it was in the statement? No, it wasn't the conversation It wasn't a conversation about, sure it's well. in the statement. So, so right, they are right, saying that, but, but That's right. a, a significant proportion of people don't believe it. Yeah, no, and I think it's, you know, obviously understandable why well, people don't believe it. And obviously the big outstanding thing for us now is what's happening with the City game. When are they going to communicate that to fans? Yeah. Because we've stressed and stressed and stressed and stressed again. We can't be in a situation where people are booking flights from all over the shop mm. to come to the City game if they think that's going to be the first game at the lane, mm. and new lane, mm. and then the same thing happens. That Can happens I put into a, a request now? Yeah. Let's extend it out so it isn't the City game. Uh, yeah, well, it's Chelsea you know, straight you know, after there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, let's, let's yeah, spin exactly. that one as well. Let's, let's, can we wait for something like a Burnley at home? When's yeah, sure. that? What we thought we'd do is that we'd see if we could play Milton Keynes for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> well, you know, what, what, what we saw in the paper on the tube on the way over here today is apparently there's now talk, now it might just be talk, but there's now talk of switching the City game to play that in Manchester. I think so again, I people are finding stuff out through the press. We need uh, to hear this from the club. Was this Dan Kilpatrick? Yeah, we'll uh, get we'll get that bastard in. Yeah, I think it would that would be an option, thing. though, wouldn't it's it? Not, I love Dan Kabashi. Because you you need to get any broadcasters involved as well. Because if you want a different slot, so there's way I see it. There's three options or four options. Yeah. Either the new lane's ready because we know Wembley's unavailable on the day because of an NFL game. Fuck, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Jaguars, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's important. Yeah. yeah. They're going mental, aren't they? They're not happy. No. So, uh, right, either the new lane is ready, we can play as scheduled, or we flip the game to play it up in is Manchester. That within the rules? Well, Manchester would have to agree, City would have to agree. But, but, then, but, but yeah, it's in, within the, the Premier League, they can allow that to happen. I don't see why not. Well, well, look, well there's rules, the rules are there to be broken. Well, we've, as we know. we've broken them already. Exactly. Uh, there, there was, we were being asked this morning, do you think the club should be fined? Uh, what are other clubs going to say? Because this whole thing about it's not a level play. Do you, do you, do you understand the, 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 those those rules? Can you comment on that? Can can Which, we be fined for what for, for playing in two, uh, uh, two? No, the Premier League have approved it. Yeah. Right, so there's no they, fine. They, no, what, no. what we've learned about most <laughs> of the rules and how much is the NFL fine? Because there is a fine. How much have we paid them? A million. No, there won't, I wouldn't have thought there would be a fine for that because the club has all, all, always turned around and said it's twenty games over ten years, and whatever we don't hit this year, we'll make up for in subsequent okay. subsequent years. And, and final question is: How mental do you think Daniel Levy went when he got that news? He'd have gone nuts. And what? So give me some. Like, can you describe it? What, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still waiting to do my other two contingencies for the City <laughs> game here. I've got my fingers here. He's been quite right, hang on. I'm going to do the next two. So, yeah. we flip it to Manchester. Right, sorry. The broadcasters move it to another date. Yep. 
which they might do, which they might not, where, they, they which would mean will. we could play at Wembley still, so a home game, or it gets postponed to later in the season. There are your four options. I think if I was a fan of another club, I would be within my rights to be pretty pissed off. God, yeah. <laughs> but fuck them. But well, I was on Talk was, Sport this morning, wasn't I? I, I what you were this was say. very funny. Yeah, on talk and sport they, and they got a Newcastle fan on who was saying that our club should be fined for breaking the rules. And I'm sat there thinking, I've just got back from sitting on a chuffing cloud, like 14 flights up in a greenhouse at St James's Park, because your club are breaking the rules consistently. But, so that's rich, mate. But I, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I understand the the contradictory nature of your comment there. Yeah. But if I was Spurs, I'd stick them up in the fucking gods as well. Don't you start. <laughs> I love the fact that Newcastle do that, but you know what are the rules just for, for a record? Uh, at least one block of away fans has to be pitch side. Mm. Oh, really? Mm. So how do they get away with it? A dispensation because people will die. Yeah, their safety yeah. advisory group said that if Sorry, two people sets of fans came out at the same time, if the away fans were near the pitch, somebody would die. <laughs> Absolutely, seriously. Gonna, do not stand up for you may die. Exactly. <laughs> Avoid the horses. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm willing. Phoenix Knights all over again. I'm willing to be that guy just to prove the rule. Uh, we've got a question in from uh, Mr. Gaz uh, underscore ICT. He says, at what point did it become clear that we were behind on the project plan, as far as you understand? Uh, was there any con- contingency built into the plan? Was a critical path analysis undertaken? Who the fuck is this guy? I don't know. He might want to direct it to skyscraperscity.com. This all seems very late and poorly communicated to the fans. So this is a question for skyscraper. Do you know those guys? Oh, well, there's, there, it's the massive forum mm. for... Skyscraper City is a kind of, I mean, I'll say it in a polite way, it's a kind of construction geek site. It's a sort of construction yeah. train spotters or whatever, but it's a really, really good source of information if you're really into your construction stuff. Um, is there anyone involved in those that, that are involved in the construction of the stadium that would speak to us, or are they under embargo? Or What, a Skyscraper City? They're well, just up there observers. They're observers. Yeah, 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 they're yeah. So there will be someone yeah, there... There's a lot that of people take... who work in the business, in the yeah. building trade, so, there, yeah. But there's someone there that would take a keen interest in what's been happening. Oh my God, so yeah. It's an open forum. Literally. Go on there and ask. Yeah. See, see you know anyone? To come on. I, don't, I don't want to do the work. Yeah, I do, actually. All right, brilliant, Kat. Thank you. Email me. <laughs> so we've got nothing else on at the moment have we no. <laughs> nothing else on no you're doing an incredible job um, is it Levy's job um, we've got a comment in from uh, Yiddo that's it uh, please need uh, please uh, stop digging out Levy it's a fuck up but yes he's not building it himself it's a massive project shit goes wrong what more could he do I do think there needs to be a refund for people who've bought a season ticket though I don't disagree with any of that but I, I also think that, you know, as, as you find, if you put yourself up at the front of an organisation, oh, yeah. then sometimes you've got to take the stick. But it's reluctantly that he does that, though, isn't it? for doing that or not. Yeah, but it's reluctantly he does that. He doesn't really do interviews. Well, he only does it, it when it's necessary. He, does, he stays hum- out of the line. On a human level, I understand that everybody isn't a <laughs> You know, everybody doesn't what? like getting up in front of rooms and talking or whatever. But I'm sorry, you're the chief executive officer of a leading Premier League football club. You know, or the chairman of a leading Premier League football club, you've got to put yourself out in front of the fence sometimes, and you've got to front up. But he's also five for two. <laughs> you know, we're getting personal. You see, so. <laughs> yeah. maybe Has he got something. eyes of blue? <laughs> Never been up that close. Um, <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's a fair thing. It's a fair thing. Um, we, 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 we did. <laughs> we did a. Why um, I'm disturbed now. <laughs> uh, we, we put out a, a survey earlier on. Um, in, in the day just, just to fight because Twitter can be a very kind of vociferous place oh God. full of very it's angry people word. and yeah and, and obviously there's a, a cliche that says the emptiest vessels make the most noise take from that what you will um, often a more considered way to go about things is, is to wait and, and understand the lay of the land before commenting but mm. Twitter's not 
not about that. So we put a a, a poll out and asking for you know to try and get an understanding of essentially the people that follow the fighting cock, which I think is a reflective fan base, a reflective um, demographic of our fan base. And the results were well, we asked them. Um, uh, are you leave in, leave out, or undecided? Now, really, that's a limited. There's okay. many nuances of it. Um, but 58% said leave in, 20% said leave out, uh-huh. and 22% undecided. Which, you know, 58% is significant, but it's 20. So 42% is is also quite sizable. People who are undecided and who want a complete uh, change. There's a big difference between being undecided and saying you want them out there. You can't look at the neutral answer and add that into the negatives. No, I don't. But I, I think that there is uns- there are many people. So there were fifth is there? Would you say twenty percent? I was six. Uh, a fifth said leave you out. Right. Okay. Uh, undecided. If you say if you take half of those, then you, you're looking at sixty eight percent, which is for, for leave in. Yeah, yeah. Which and, I think is fairly sizable. The question that I'd like to ask the fifth though is what do they want as an alternative? Well, they don't, because you can't just start shouting mm, for something to change they, without having mm, a change in mind. They don't, these people don't... Of course they don't. I don't want to dismiss them, but the majority of them don't think about Maybe the alternative. Maybe do another poll. Oh, saying what, what, <laughs> tell me the parameters. <laughs> okay, if you, we'll if, if, if you want to do one without, uh, through the trust, through the fine cop, we'll, we'll do it. Um, <laughs> but but, but I, I think that's interesting because I think that the, the, the most... And we say this at the board as well. I think there's a perception on the board that most of the fans hate the club because that's what fans do. Or they hate, they hate the board. It's all the board stuff as well. And we've said to them, most people get the fact that you've run the club really well. And, you know, we don't buy into this thing. We don't go there to watch the balance sheet. We go there to watch the football. But people appreciate that, you know, they haven't done a Leeds. They haven't run the club into the ground. And they, they, they get where he comes from. And they also think, actually, there's a lot worse chairman out there as well. So there's a lot more support than our own board thinks that they've got themselves. And there's also a lot more support than some of the people that you, you hear shouting on Twitter I, say as well. Because I don't they think, think it's be careful what you wish for. I think if you listen to the fighting cock and, 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 and what we say and, and yeah. take everything we say as, as, as truth, you'd think that we were kind of anti-Tottenham or anti, mm. anti-board. Um, but if you asked any of us on this podcast, we'd all say we were happy with Levy as chairman, despite the shit that he's done in the previous, mm. despite the lack of support around the year well, debate, despite we've, the we've movement. We've all seen worse chairman, haven't we? <sighs> Infinitely, yeah. and, and and the problem is, is that you, you, I think football fans need to come to some understanding that the fact that <coughs> this is not a sport. Mm. It is for mm. us, but it's not for the owners of every football club in the Premier League. Byron Swansea, which will come to but, another but, podcast. But, it, but yeah. it's also it's it's about there's a responsibility thing. Okay, if we took well, down, sometimes it'd be the easy route. Sometimes it'd be the easy route for us to go. Okay, let's do the oppositionist thing. Sack the board, leave you out, and we don't really care what comes next. Is that if we claim to have the interest of the club yeah. at heart? Are we really saying anybody? We just want anybody else to come in. Because football might... is full of people that come into football clubs, going, we're going to save you, make loads of promises, and then where does it end up? Exactly. So we're not, we're not going to do. We're not going to play the easy card. Well, well, I'm going to ask you a question that you're not allowed to answer because we've got to finish the podcast now. But This week. <laughs> um, some might say that about Corbyn and Labour, but we'll leave it there. <laughs> I've got no comments. <laughs> uh, final, final thing before we end, and, and thank you guys for coming on. Um, I know you've been so busy and you've got to go over to do other things. Your day isn't finished yet, is it? No, it's not. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming. Uh, every time we do a podcast with you guys, it's always really well received and... Um, no, people love it so thank you for coming I'm quite disappointed that last question wasn't about what kind of animal you could wrap in cling film though yeah, which yeah, is what I thought it was going to be uh, another po- oh, when we do the Swansea podcast we'll ask that <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross Paul says for, uh, and this is something to end and take from this what you will this isn't a reflection of the fighting cock or anybody on this on this podcast currently but he says for all of Levy's negatives 
He does what's best for the club to keep moving it forward and on a stable footing. It may not always be what us fans want right now, but it's proven over time to get us to the position of strength. We're going forward. Hashtag Coys. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.